Hello and welcome to Reflections Inside the Greenhouse with Max Media. How are you? How's your week been? Are you getting ready for the beginning of the end of lockdown? Whenever that might be. Uh, just thinking of reasons to be grateful again, casting my mind back to the beginning of lockdown, just at the moment when everything was about to shift and the restrictions were about to be put in place. I just remember that the weather just took a turn and we had glorious sunshine and tropical temperatures um, when just prior to that, uh, February, March, it had been constant torrential rain day in, day out. And the moment the restrictions were put in place, the weather just took a turn and it was just beautiful, beautiful blue skies and warm weather. And I just feel like it's a, a little blessing in disguise considering what we were about to have to undergo Anyway, again, just looking for reasons to be grateful. I also think psychologically, I imagine it made the whole situation just that bit easier to handle, dare I say. So this uh, week, I took some time out to look through some old photo albums and some old files that I'd created years back. And I stumbled upon this little nugget, which I shall share with you now. It's something I wrote back in November of 2011 on the 23rd of November 2011 to be specific. All I can say is that some righteous indignation and warrior spirit must have arisen in me that day as I really didn't spare the horses so to speak. But it complements a theme in my earlier podcast of for such a time as this. And although it was written back then in 2011 it just seems to have quite a fair amount of significance for the times that we're in now. Uh, it complements the theme uh, in my earlier podcast of for such a time as this, as I say. Ten years or so back, who would have thought that the church would have to operate outside of the four walls as we do now? It's not so much forced lockdown as forced Pentecost. Pentecost was an annual Jewish festival now synonymous with the modern-day Pentecostal church. But this particular year, something quite supernatural occurred. Um, the event is recounted in the Bible in the book of Acts, chapter 2, and the culmination of the significance of that event is recorded in the beginning of chapter 8 of the same book. In this piece, I also refer to the sons of Issachar, which is quite poignant given the state of these current times. Again, reference to them, the sons of Issachar, can be found in another book in the Bible, which is First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And not much is said about the sons of Issachar, but what is said is quite specific and, again, uh, poignant to this time and to this piece. So this is what I unearthed this week from the Greenhouse Archives dated 23rd of November 2011. 
Uh, it's also important to say, just before I begin, that whilst I have been a member of a church for a number of years, I'm also very well travelled in terms of different fellowships. And this piece is in no way an indictment upon any particular fellowship, but a national observation I have made of the many fellowships I've been privileged to visit over the years. I neither stand pointing the finger, as I too am part of the body of Christ, and it's time of awakening for us all, me included. So it's time for a shift. It's time to lift our vision higher. A horizontal and vertical perspective. It's time to shift paradigms. Personal paradigms, but more emphatically, corporate paradigms. Specifically as church fellowships, taking the focus off our lives, our church, our circumstances, our issues. It's time to start to think globally. It's a small world. It's a small world. It's a common soundbite. Not geologically, of course, but more in terms of the demographic and geographic. The world is indeed getting smaller. We now have access and the ability to instantly communicate with the whole world in terms of people groups, communities, languages and cultures, influences and persuasions. Hardly anyone on earth is now so remote that they are out of reach. It's time to take our core values off the mission statement page and make a statement by exercising or exhibiting them, our core values, beyond the four walls. When we pray, think in terms of praying for the community, the nation, the world, rather than just praying for the needs of our own church or house. When we worship and pray, think of making declarations and prophetic utterances through our songs and prayers, which will affect the atmosphere both at home and abroad. Rather than singing songs to merely soothe our issues and bring God near to just us alone. And God forbid that we would sing songs just for popularity or rhythm. Let's not go there. When we consider mission, it must be a mission to both near and far. And not just sharing the gospel, but living the gospel. Having a gospel good news attitude. Lift your vision higher, look wider, look beyond the walls, look to the horizon. What do you see on the horizon? Who do you see on the horizon? What's heading our way? What is God doing next? If we choose not to align our paradigms in this way, there is the certain danger of falling foul of the spirit of competition. When we are insularly preoccupied with ourselves as a fellowship or even as a person, there is a tendency to live in the realm of constant comparison. Who's better? Which is larger? Who's going further? Who's further ahead? Who has the largest Bible school? Who has the better worship team? If we sing it's all about you anymore without receiving the revelation that it is indeed all about him, then we will hear the audible voice of God responding, No, it appears to be all about you. 
sons of Issachar, arise, discern the times and seasons. I am too often pained, disturbed, riled, even ashamed at how we can have put on all the services and programs that we have and still be surrounded by a slew of immorality, greed, disrespect and indifference in our communities. But my frustration comes from the fact that as churches with as much prayer and Holy Spirit seemingly bouncing off the walls and declarations of standing on holy ground, our constant song, we still seem unable to penetrate the darkness. When a church fellowship is considered to have a body of mature Christians, it can be considered a mature church in terms of service, worship, prayer and ministry. It is then time, as an evangelist once put it, to join hands, join hands but face outwards, face outwards towards the horizon, not inwards. I am convinced that a lot of church fellowship strife derives from the fact that we are constantly preoccupied with what is going on amongst and within the four walls. If church fellowships would take the risk of looking outwards, joining hands and looking outwards, then there would be the stark realisation that there is so much to do. So much so that there really wouldn't be the time, let alone the energy, to be overly concerned with the house. Let there be no misconceptions here, of course. The house has to be well run and kept in order. But until the realisation strikes that it is the kingdom of God sought first, when everything will be added, or as I like to put it, everything falls into place, then the fellowship remains a ball of frustration. And the purposes of the church thwarted. When we pray and minister in all the marvellous ways that we do, and sing, let your kingdom come, Never get into what has become the rut of singing in our lives. Establish your own dominion. Our lives. Pray for an invasion of the Spirit who reveals it. If we pray and sing in the earth, establish your own dominion. And guess what? If we are on the earth, it includes us. Let's not underestimate that revelation. The songwriter says, let's lift our vision higher. We will see the Lord lift our vision higher we will see the mighty hand of God moving we'll see the Holy Ghost put an end to strife we'll see the Lion of Judah lift his terrible swift sword and hear the Holy Host of Heaven shouting he's the Lord the Lord Jesus is coming back for his bride a glorious church his worldwide global church we need to worship pray, serve and ultimately live incorporating all those methods in the light of that and in the light of his glory and grace. Until next time.